0: Welcome to our weekly podcast, Boozy Books and Movies, where we have a themed alcoholic beverage and discuss books and then how they compare to their movie or TV show counterparts.
1: Hello, and welcome back to Boozy Books and Movies. My name is Melina.
0: And my name is Colton.
1: And today, we are going to continue talking about the Lesser Evil chapter of The Witcher, the first book, The Last Wish. Yep. Right? So, last week, we discussed, oh, Geralt uh, met Kaldeman.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: Kaldemayan, whatever. He brought
0: the Kikimura to the town.
1: Right. And then, basically, the Alderman said, I don't have money to pay for this. So they went to the town Wizard. Yep. He was going by a different name, but Geralt actually knows this guy. His name yep. is Stregobor. Right. Had a bit of a run-in with him before. Like, Geralt didn't get paid for a job or something, so he doesn't like Stregobor, which... Right. Let's face it, Geralt doesn't like wizards anyway. Yes. Um, but this one he, like, particularly doesn't like. Right. So he talks to him. He was, like... Trying to figure out why he was, like, hiding in this little town and was kind of surprised that there was, like, an actual wizard there. Right. And so Strigobor was kind of telling him that, you know, I think some, you know, that I know who's after me. She's going to kill me. Yeah. And then he tells Geralt the story of why Renfri or Shrike is after him. Right. The yep. Curse of the Moon girls or whatever.
0: Right. The The eclipse birth, like the, the people born after during the uh, yeah. eclipse have mutations and they're supernatural or whatever. And they pretty much killed all of them except for a few. And, and Renfrey is one of them and she's coming after him.
1: Yep. So this week we're going to meet Renfri. Mm-hmm. It's going to be exciting. But first.
0: Alcohol. Yay. All right. So in front of me, I have a glass of what looks to be like a champagne or like a bubbly, yes. you know, alcoholic beverage or whatever. And then a couple of sugar cubes next to it. <laughs> uh, I don't really know what these are, but they kind of look like just a big old block of sugar. And yep. hey, if you want to take a look at this drink with me, you can go onto our Instagram page at Boozy Books and Movies. All right, so what is going on here? So we got two, two, two wine glasses filled with some sort of champagne-looking thing. Yes. And some sugar cube thing. So what yes. do we do?
1: All right, we're going to take a sugar cube, and we're going to plop it in. But I am going to record this. So. Okay. It's like bubbling up is, I don't know, dissolving a little. Yeah. I just don't really know. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right, so this is... Bubbling, it's a little cube. I don't know. Let me read the instructions here. <laughs> it just tastes like straight alcohol to me. I don't. Yeah. I'm not getting any flavor. I don't know if.
0: I'm like, not getting an an additional like thing from this this cube of. Mm, and it's really
1: starting to like like the glitter is coming out. Yeah. Like it's starting to dissolve. Sure. I don't know if we just needed to like wait longer. I don't know. It says that it lasts up to three pours.
0: Hmm. Okay. But so we is. got some good drinking to do during mm-hmm. this episode.
1: So would you like an explanation of what it is? I would what?
0: love one. I really right. don't know what is going on with this.
1: So we have Prosecco. Okay. In the glass. Yeah. Which I figured you could kind of yeah. taste that. So right. this is, they're called Lux Sugar Cubes by...
0: Oh, it was a sugar cube.
1: Tespresso. Tespresso. Okay. Um, this is an instant mimosa cocktail kick. Oh. Kit. Cocktail kit. <laughs> <laughs> Entertaining drinks at the drop of a cube. Uh So the description says, Say hello to an instant mimosa and ta-ta to hassle. Create a mimosa, Italian soda, or artisan-flavored champagne cocktail instantly using our handcrafted, naturally-flavored sugar cubes. Made with all natural ingredients and containing only 16 calories, you can enjoy elevated bubbles anywhere, anytime. So basically, it says it can be paired with, like, sparkling, like, wine, champagnes... Yeah, you know, we've got Prosecco here, uh, soda, iced tea, lemonade, margaritas, vodka and soda. So it can be combined with a lot of things. Step one, place cube in the bottom of the flute. Step two, pour bubblies over the cube. Or well, it says if you prefer a show, pour bubblies into a flute, drop a cube in, and enjoy the show. Nice. All right. So we have, there are three flavors in here. Okay. But I'm debating if I want to tell you all of them are just one, the one we have. Yeah. Maybe I'll just give you the one we've got. Okay. So it's Arcadia Orange. All right. like that. I'm kind of thinking, let me grab a spoon. Maybe we'll get flavor if we mix it up. Because they're so cute, and I want them to work.
0: They're supposed to last three fours.
1: Yeah, but I just feel like you, you wouldn't get enough flavor that way. You getting anything?
0: I actually get a smell of orange.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: I get the smell more than the taste.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if we had something that wasn't as strong. Like flavored, yeah. Because I feel like the prosecco is pretty strong. Sure. But maybe it'd be more. Yeah. No, I mean it's it's cute. I wouldn't like tell people not to go buy them, but maybe we'll try them with some other things and get get back to you on our opinion on these. Cause yeah, like. I can definitely smell it. Yeah. And I just don't know if I can't taste it because the Prosecco is so strong. Yeah. Or if there's not a whole lot of flavor. Right. Which, I mean, this could be very easily paired with a couple orange slices. Like, you could definitely make this. Yes. Way cooler. But, um, I don't know. I just thought it was a cool thing I wanted to try. Yep. All right. Let's get into it.
0: All right. Let's go.
1: We're in section three. Yes. Of the Lesser Evil. Yes. All right. So, Geralt was in the Golden Court, the inn in town. He was with Caldomain, and Caldomain asked the innkeeper about uh, the six men and a wench who were dressed in black leather in Novigradian style. He says that he saw them come into town, but was asking if they were staying at the Golden Court or the Tuna Fish Inn. That can't be right.
0: If you have a choice between the Golden Court and the Tuna Fish Inn, where are you saying?
1: The Golden <laughs> Court? The Tuna Fish Inn sounds like it's going to smell awful. <laughs> Alright, so the innkeeper tells them that the group was staying there at the Golden Court. They told the innkeeper that they were there for the market, but that's a little fishy. It's fishy <laughs> as the tuna <as> <laughs> fish in. Um, considering that they were all armed to the teeth. They were in a lesser alcove, and Geralt says that he will go in alone and try and separate her from the men. Shrike is who we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So Geralt goes to the alcove. Oh, yes. So, I don't know if this is really mentioned before this point but the six men is the gang that shrike is oh yeah right yes
0: oh so it, it is six men yes okay yep
1: but they're not dwarves no this isn't these are these, these are thugs these, these i'm
0: thinking are like hired thugs from novograd
1: yes they're no Novograd. i didn't even i didn't even like write down any other names i just kept saying i, I,
0: I do have them later okay because there is a pretty big part of the last section
1: yeah I just didn't, I just didn't feel like it was important enough to write down all of their names not. and all of their physical features. And yeah, yeah. It, it really They're is. They're just six thugs is basically yeah. what we need to know. Right. All right. So Geralt goes to the alcove and moves the curtain aside, probably in a dramatic fashion like normal of them, <laughs> and found six men seated at a table, but Shrike was not there. One of the men asked Geralt, well, like, what the hell do you want?" And he tells them he wants to see Shrike. The men trying to, like, act dumb and be like, who is Shrike? But in a minute, we find out that she doesn't like to be called that name, so maybe these men don't even know her by that name.
0: Oh, I didn't even think about that. Okay.
1: Yeah, because she is very against the name Shrike. Yes. So Geralt says, you know who I mean. And then the men start, like, insulting him and calling him an albino, (laughs) a mutant and freak of nature. Okay, so one of the other guys tells Geralt to challenge the man who was doing, like, the bulk of the insulting because he was bored and just wanted some to see some action. (laughs) But he apparently didn't want to fight Geralt himself. Right. He just wanted to see somebody else fight him. Right. So Geralt says no, which is, like, his favorite word. Um, Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So the men then tell Geralt to say what he has to say and get out or they will make him leave. Geralt says no, he will only talk to Shrike. And then he adds in, like, Renfri. So, I think maybe he came to the realization that maybe they don't know her by that name. Maybe. And so he adds, like, Renfri at the end of it. And then one of the men says, like, butts in and it's like, I've seen you before. And then figures out that he had seen him at the alderman's house earlier, called me, uh, dropping off a monster. And he had heard somebody call him a witcher. Right. So they're kind of putting two and two and trying to get his identity. Um, Truly fascinating... Oh, this is one of my notes. Truly fascinating that no one has any idea what a witcher actually is or does. Right. Like, every time we get described... I don't know why, also, people feel like they need to describe to Geralt <laughs> what he is. Yeah. Um, Like Nivellen in the last story. Yes. He kept talking about, like, what Geralt was and, like, what a witcher was and how they live and... Right. Just like, why are you telling a witcher who and what they are but whatever <laughs> so so these men think that he is a hired magician <laughs> is what they think a witcher is then one of the guys says that they don't like magicians and that they have more work to do in this town and they had thought because there are two magicians instead of just struggle
0: ah right so
1: now they think gerald's a witcher and they're gonna be out to kill him too now a wizard yes you said witcher i meant wizard yes you know i meant wizard. yes i know <laughs> Alright, so one of the guys is a half-elf, and he insults Geralt by calling him a freak again, and Geralt tells him to have a bit more tolerance, can- because he can see that this man's mother did a little too much wandering through the forest. <laughs> the half-elf says, possibly, but at least I know who my mother was. Oh, oh. Boom, boom, boom! That guy who was bored was egging them on-, on again to fight, and got one of the other guys riled up enough to, tra- to challenge Geralt to a fist fight. So Geralt like puts a hand on his sword hill and tells no one to move or all of their hands will be chopped off. And almost all the men either picked up or drew their swords at this moment. And then a female voice goes, what is going on here? Damn it. Can I leave you alone for a minute? (laughs) Like she's a mother scolding her children. Like I can't walk out of the room. Right. So Geralt turns around to find a woman who is tall as he is, has straw colored hair that was short and unevenly cut. She's wearing a velvet jacket and had an asymmetrical skirt on with a bit of a thigh showing. She had a sword strapped to one side and a dagger strapped to the other. She asks if the men have lost their voices. Because apparently in this time that she's being described in the book, no one has spoken. Alright. <laughs> uh, right. So one of the men just mumbles that girl is a witcher and she just says, so? And then that girl wanted to talk to her and she says, okay... Like, she's confused as to why this has swords... Everyone has, like, their swords pulled at, out at each other because Geralt's a witcher, and he wants to talk to her. Uh, one of the men shouts that he is a sorcerer and that they do not like sorcerers. The woman tells him to take it easy and that wanting, him wanting to talk to her is not a crime. She tells them to carry on having a good time like she's scolding her children again. Like, leave yeah. the adults alone to talk. Go have fun. So, Renfri tells Geralt that they should go into the larger room and meet up with the alderman that he came with, uh, Kaldemain. So they get out there, and the Caldemain crosses his arms and tells Renfree, listen, young lady, I know what brings you to Blaviken, and you hold a grudge against our wizard. Free says, maybe. The alderman tells her that people who use steel to settle grudges are treated like common thieves and bandits, and that they are, if they are not gone by the next day, they will be thrown in prison preventatively. Mm-hmm. Renfrey just reaches into her purse and hands the Alderman a folded up piece of paper. Renfrey tells the alderman to read it if he's literate. <laughs> so Bench? then this is funny. So Caldemain takes a long time like quote unquote reading the parchment, but then doesn't say anything and just hands it to Geralt. Right. Um and then girl reads it out loud. Right. <laughs> so what was the point? <laughs> does he not know how to read? I, I don't was, think so. Is he not literate and was just trying to like save face? And then girl's like, "Fuck, I guess I gotta save this man's ass." <laughs> so read
0: this
1: shit out this loud. This paper says that Renfrey is the princess of Creighton, and that she's in service to King. Oh, fuck. A u d o e n Auden 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 Auden. Auden, Odin. King Odin. <laughs> Alright, so that she's in service to King Odin, and that anyone who maltreats her will incur his wrath. Geralt says that uh, maltreat is spelled wrong, but the seal on the letter seems authentic, so it's probably real. Renfri says that's because it is authentic, and that's why she would advise him not to maltreat her, because the consequences will be lamentable, and that they will not put her in prison or call her young lady. <laughs> so, then the call then Caldemain says that if she infringes on the law, he will throw the whole lot in the dungeon with the piece of paper. And then he calls her young lady again, which is probably not smart, but whatever. Yeah. Cause she had specifically told him not to do that. Renfri says she would still like a word with Geralt like by himself before they leave. And the older man just tells Geralt not to be late for dinner over his shoulder back at Geralt as he was leaving because Labouche will be furious. Geralt says he won't be late for dinner. So, once Caldemain has left, Renfrey tells Geralt that she has heard about him. He is Geralt the white-haired witcher from Rivia. And asks if Stregobor was his friend. He's like, no. And Renfrey says, well, that'll make things easier. Geralt's like, not really, because I can't look on this peacefully if you kill him. Renfrey says, well, Stregobor dies tomorrow, and that it would be the lesser evil if he died alone. So, Geralt then, like, kind of becomes a little... Cryptic? I guess I didn't... I don't know if it was cryptic or if I just didn't understand it. But he says that if he does die tomorrow, several other people will have to die too. And that is the only possibility that the girl sees. Then he calls her Shrike and she tells him not to because she doesn't like that name. And so Renfrey says that she sees other possibilities and then starts talking about LaBouche, who is Caldomaine's wife. And she's, like, asking weird questions like, is she pretty? Like, she's waiting. You should go to her. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of a weird situation. Yeah. And then that's the end of that section.
0: So when Gerald says that in order for the for for Stregabor to die, other people are going to die. Mm-hmm. I took that as like pretty much a, if if Renfrey was going to go to kill Stregabor, then she would have to kill people to get to him. That's kind of how I took that one. Like other people would die as I get to Stregabor, Like okay. he would put other people in front. I don't know. Yeah, he, I wouldn't, know. he wouldn't go really easily. Get it. I don't know.
1: it's not clear to me.
0: Sure. All right. Well, section number four, Mm -hmm. the lesser evil. So it's later on and Geralt is going up to his room that he, because he's staying with, uh, he's staying with the alderman. Uh, so he's going up to his room and he immediately knew that someone was in his little attic room before he even reached the door, um, because of his witcher senses or whatever. His medallion started vibrating. So Geralt blew out the lamp, grabbed his knife, and entered the dark room. He could still see, though, because of his witcher seeing his cat eyes. Um, He walked in slowly and dived at the person sitting on his bed. He pinned them down, but something didn't feel right. She, uh, whoever it was, uh, she said, not a bad start. I didn't think we would both be in bed so quickly. Please take your hand away from my throat. Geralt says, it's you. She says, it's me. First, possibly, get off of me and we can talk. Or, we could stay in this position, but I'd like to take my boots off first. Uh, so, this is where we figure out. It's Renfri. Renfri right. is in Geralt's room. Geralt releases her. She said that she would like the lamp on because she can't see, like Geralt, because he's a witcher. He can see, but she can't. Um, so, obviously, her mutations aren't that strong. She uh, eventually got up and lit the lamp. Geralt was admiring her body. Ugh. Of course. Uh, <laughs> She did not have any visible weapons on. Redfree didn't have any visible weapons on her body, but Geralt noticed her exposed thigh and her calves and stuff. Uh, anyways, uh, <laughs> she asked Geralt if he had anything to drink, and he said no, and she was like, well, that's okay, because I brought some wine. And so she had like a little like cup of whatever, and she offered Geralt to drink, and so they started drinking. He, he pretty much said, though, it's nearly midnight, and, yes, I'll take a drink with you, but get to the point, please. Geralt called her Shrike again, and she clapped back at him and told him to stop calling her that.
1: Yeah, like, get my pronouns right.
0: Right, pretty much.
1: Figure it out.
0: Right. (laughs) It's my name.
1: Call me the correct thing. Yeah.
0: Renfrey claims that she wants to save Blaviken from slaughter, and in order to do that, she has to, uh, she had to break in Geralt's room and talk to him about it. Uh, Geralt says that in order to get to the wizard, she would have to lay siege to his whole tower and the whole of Blaviken will be against her. She claims that her paid men are not new to this kind of thing. If the town went against them, uh, they would fold because they wouldn't be able to match their power and their, their strength and their, you know, their sword wielding abilities. Um, Geralt mentions that uh, Geralt is staying with the alderman, and the alderman uh, would obviously, you know, defend the wizard. And Geralt is, since he's staying with the alderman, he would defend the alderman. And so, pretty much, if she's going against the town, then she's going against Geralt. Right. Renfrey says that if it came really down to it, Geralt would probably end up being by himself because the town folks are all just like farmers and random people that don't know how to fight. Um, and so, essentially, her hired thugs plus herself would be more than a match for Geralt. No warrior could match seven swordsmen. <laughs> but Renfri goes on to say, but let's stop the threatening and the bloodshed and whatever. Um, two people can stop this. One, Stragabor can leave the tower voluntarily or dot dot dot. Geralt kind of claps back and says, so you're saying Stragabor could leave the tower voluntarily and, you know... <laughs> You could just murder him. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. Geralt says, or uh, you could just renounce your revenge plan. Uh, Renfri is like, ah, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Renfri says that she used to be a princess with servants and jewels and dolls and all kinds of stuff. Until her stepmother, Aridia, ordered a huntsman to butcher her in the forest and bring back her heart and liver. Yeah. And she says, lovely, don't you think? Girl says, no, I'm actually pleased that you, ev- you evaded the huntsman, Renfrey." And so it's like, oh, a little touching moment. But huh. Renfrey says, claps back and says, like shit, I evaded the huntsman. He took pity on me and let me go after the son of a bitch raped me and robbed me. So that's the first we hear about that, that the huntsman, that's why his well, pants were down. I was
1: just saying, you don't come to that conclusion <laughs> yes. to begin with? that's fair, right. With a pin stuck in his head Right. his well, pants down? You know,
0: yeah. it's the first time it was confirmed, but yeah. Right.
1: I had my suspicions before
0: now. Right. So essentially, she's like, yeah, after that, that was the end of being a princess. Um, I stole rather than to starve to death. I killed to avoid being killed myself. All the while with my stepmom and that magician on my heels with magic and poison, you want to give me up? Geralt says, they tried to poison you? She said, yes, they did try to poison me with an apple, a poisoned apple. But I, saved, I was saved by the gnomes. I thought... I thought the gnomes would turn my insides out, but I survived. So, just to confirm again, uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves—she was attempted to be poisoned by an apple, right? Yep. Uh, right. So it's just like whoosh, boom, just piling this shit on, you know? Disney stories here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why? What? That's
1: not a Disney story. That's a fucking Brothers Grimm story.
0: Whatever, man.
1: <laughs> Disney revamped it. That's, it's that's not, fair. <laughs> it's not Disney's property to begin with. It's
0: true. Ren, uh, Geralt mentions that he knows a little bit about the gnome, a little bit about the gnomes, and Renfrey says, Oh, so you do know a lot about me. Do you mm-hmm. have something against gnomes? They were better to me than most people, but that's none of your business. Mm-hmm. Stregabor and Aridia hunted me until I became a hunter myself. Auridia died in her own bed. Do you think that Stregobor deserves to die as well? Geralt says, I'm not a judge. I'm just a witcher. Redfrey says, yes, you are. The second person to save this place is you. You can go on to uh, go into the tower and kill Stregobor himself. So essentially she's saying there's only two people that can end this situation. Stregobor mm-hmm. can come out voluntarily or Geralt can go in there and murder him himself. Which
1: he doesn't get involved in people matters.
0: Right. Geralt says, I am not a hired thug. Renfree says, No, you are a defender of evil. Don't mm-hmm. you think I'm proposing a lesser evil? So now we have had both Stregabor and Renfrey say, Hey, kill the other guy. They are the lesser evil.
1: Yeah, so who really is the lesser evil, or is is there a lesser evil?
0: Ah uh, that's the question! Yep. Geralt doesn't respond to this. So Renfrey says, I understand your hesitation, but I need your answer right now. It kind of determines everything. Like <laughs> Geralt says, Do you know why Stregabor and the king's wife wanted to kill you? Renfrey says, It's obvious, I'm the heir to the throne. Geralt says no. Renfrey says fine. I'm supposed to be cursed, contaminated in my mother's womb. I'm supposed to be dot dot dot. Yes, a monster. And are you a monster? Geralt says. I don't know. When I get cut, I bleed. I bleed every month too. I get a bellyache when I'm full, a hangover when I'm drunk, I get happy and sad. What is your answer to my question? Geralt says, my answer is no, I will not kill Bor." So they just keep going back and forth. They just keep going back and forth like... Geralt's not going to do this, and she wants him to, you know? Eventually, Renfri just kind of goes philosophical. She's just like, whatever, maybe I've had a little bit too much to drink, but I think a lesser evil exists. But we can't choose them ourselves, only true evil can force us to make such a choice. Geralt says, maybe I've not had enough to drink. In the meantime, midnight has passed, you're not going to kill Bor because I'm not going to let you. I'm going to let it come to... I'm not going to let it uh, come to slaughter here in Blaviken. <laughs> renounce your revenge. Prove that you are not a monster. <laughs> Renfrey says, if I can neither forgive Stregobor nor renounce my revenge, then I admit, uh, then should I admit that he is right by proving that I am a monster? When I was still new to this life, a Freeman took me in. I found him repellent. Every time he wanted to fuck me, he had to beat me so hard I could barely move. One day, I slashed his throat with a scythe. I listened to him gargle and choke, watching him kick and fall. It made me so happy and joyful, as does every single time I kill someone that deserves it. That's deep. Yeah. gout <laughs> says, "Renfrey, if you kill Stregobor, you will not be leaving here happy and joyful. Instead, you will be, instead of killing Stregobor, you should leave here happy. Uh, you should leave here alive. <laughs> Early tomorrow morning, please, leave here. <laughs> and never come back. Yeah, Renfrey says, "All right, you won. Tomorrow morning, I'll leave Blaviken and never return." Now, give me some more of that wine. She says, Geralt, that roof is steep. I'd rather leave in the morning than fall and hurt myself in the dark." And then, about a bing, about a boom, they, they, you know, they sleep in the same mm. bed, and they, you know, they get the business. And then that is the end of section four. I just have really heavy dialogue sections.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, we're go- running a little long again this week, so we are going to split this section up even more. We're going to have finished it up next week. Mm-hmm. Um, so we are leaving off right now with Geralt and Renfri having a little midnight rendezvous.
0: Ooh.
1: And we'll let them sleep on it, and we'll catch up <laughs> with them next week.
0: <laughs> See you guys on Monday. <laughs> Bye-bye.
1: Bye. As always, thanks so much for listening. We would love to connect with you on social media. Our Instagram is Boozy Books and Movies, and that is where we post all of the pictures of our drinks. Twitter is at Boozy Book Movie, where we post episode updates, and our email is boozybooksandmovies@gmail.com. And look for our TikTok coming soon. We are uh, Boozy Book Movie on there. We haven't posted anything yet. Coming soon. Rate and review us wherever you are listening, and don't forget we post every Monday.